Welcome to Leading the Leaders, 7 Minutes of Leadership Podcast. I'm Craig Simmons, your host and president of Leading the Leaders, a small Christian-based veteran-ran leadership consulting group. We believe that proper leadership makes everything better and everyone better. Our design with the 7 Minutes Leadership Podcast is for the leader to take small bite-sized examples of leadership principles and apply those principles into their everyday life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself, and most of all, learn. Hello and welcome back. This is Craig with Leading the Leaders and we're here with you with another leadership breadcrumb. Um, Once again, I'd like to thank everybody that has been listening to the podcast. We thank you for your listenership and uh, we especially thank you if you've gone to the website, the Leading the Leaders uh, LLC.net site and has done anything in the way of actually subscribing there or um, taking advantage of any of our leadership uh, tools there. And today, we want to look at something that um, I call the confident leader, the the confident leader, okay? We previously talked about courage and confidence together, but today I'm going to focus on the leader themselves and what it looks like if I'm a confident leader, which means I have to have confidence as a leader. What do I need to do to be considered an extraordinary leader? One that possesses confidence that nothing can sort of get in my way. I have uh, what we call the Midas touch. Everything I touch uh, tends to turn to gold. Well, I don't know about you, but if you ever... If you ever had a leader that was not very confident in themselves and, and lacked confidence, to me, it was really hard for me to follow those types of people. And it's not just me, actually. It's, it's a leadership principle, um, one of the ones that I've not uh, addressed in the podcast, but it's, it's called, the, there's a principle of respect. And, and what the principle of respect is, is based off of, let's suppose that I'm in a position where there is a team of 10 of us all together. And everybody that's in that team actually has a leadership level. Your level could be zero, your level could be 10, your level could be five. And let's say that we're in an organization and then the organization management decide to put a person who's a seven of this people of this team of 10 in charge. Now that will work out if everybody else on that team is actually a seven or below as far as their leadership level. If their leadership level is higher than a seven, they automatically going to have problems. One of the problems they're going to have is because they're going to find out very quickly that they're not actually leading that group. The person or persons who are have a leadership level higher than theirs will actually be leading. And it'd be hard for them to become a confident leader because they understand that they may only be leader in, in name only, in position only. Which you have that happens quite often, especially in the corporate 
setting. Because a lot of times they pick leaders based off of likability and who they believe that's going to bow down to what they want to do. You ever played that game as a kid, follow the leader, and you did all these impossible things that the person couldn't do behind you, and if you could do that, you stand a leader? That's a poor example of leadership. The only problem it is that's how the corporate world works. And it should be the opposite. As a leader, you should be able to teach your subordinates how to do what you're doing. Therefore, you're a good leader. But let's look at the confident leader here. Let's look at what it means to, to be an extraordinary leader. One of the things that he or she must possess, they must possess courage. And what we talked about courage was not, courage is not gambling and courage is not bravery. Because a lot of people confuse courage and bravery with each other. It shouldn't be. Bravery, bravery is me pretty much knowing that there's a risk out there and going towards it anyway. That's what firemen, that's what um, soldiers and, you know, all those people that un, in the armed services do. They know there's something dangerous out there and in spite of the danger, they go ahead and do it anyway. But courage is different. Courage is, you know that there's something out there. And what you do, you evaluate it, you examine it, you minimize risk, and then you make the best scenario that's going to put your people in the best avenue of actually being successful. So it's, so it's well-timed, it's well-planned, and you don't gamble. Matter of fact, you mitigate risk, so, so, it's, so it's, it's less gambling and more actually instituting what we call leadership principles. One of the things you have to do as a leader, you have to know how to make sound and timely judgments. And how you do that is because you're always constantly examining all the information that you're gathering from everybody. So you're like a big sponge. Now, if you're going to be a competent leader, a confident leader, a competent, not competent, a confident leader, you must possess courage. Because you have to have the ability to look at certain avenues and certain things and say, no, that's, that would not be the right avenue. It's not based, it's not based off of public opinion and, and what's popular among the group. It's based solely off of the leadership principles. Then the other thing that you have to do, you have to know that you are competent as a leader. Do I know how to counsel? Do I know how to navigate? Do I know how to negotiate? Do I know how to train others? Do I know how to communicate? All these things goes into the leader that's confident. All the leaders that do not look at them, usually they're incompetent. Usually they're not the strongest leader in the group. Usually they are actually more of a manager than a leader because they've been placed there by somebody else that wasn't a leader. And that's not always, I'm just saying in general, these are general terms, but overall that competent leader, that leader that's really competent, competent in what they're doing and have confidence is because they are competent in what they're doing. They do know how to counsel. They do know how to navigate. They do know how to negotiate. They have all these things in their tool bags and at appropriate times they bring them out. So what if I am not very competent as a 
let's say I'm not very confident. I'm not a very confident leader. I, I, I don't have confidence as a leader. What should I do? Well, the, the, the fix to that is one is knowing who you really are. That is self-evaluation. Where can I, what can I do? Where can I go? What can I fix? That's why truly great leaders, they never get stuck on where they're at today because they always look at tomorrow. Remember, as a leader, you should leave a legacy, but your legacy should be that you came to the organization and when you left it, it's better now than when you drive there. And some of that has to be placed on your subordinates and how well you can actually bring them up to your level. Regardless of what level they're at when you got there. One of the things I, if I could tell a quick war story is when I was in the recruiting command when back in my army days uh, and I went into several different places. I remember one place I went into and I won't say the location, but the, the, uh, the group that I had was a really good group of people. However, they were not organized and it was not, they was not communicating and they were not operating as a team. And I understood that I had to get them to operate as a team. If I was going to get to where I wanted to go as a leader, cause they, once again, they were going to be the people that take me there. And one of the things I had to figure out is how do I erase all these bad, um, all these bad habits that good people were doing. And what I decided to do, which I decided to do early on in my career, once I became a leader was that I really go into a situation and I race the slate and I tell them as much. And I said, I don't care who you are and what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter to me. We're starting with a clean slate. I know before we talked about counseling and that's one of the things as a if you're a confident leader, you understand counseling. For example, you can go and say, I got a clean slate. And what do you do? You start with that new counseling. You said, Hey, what you got last re uh, reporting uh, period was what you got. What we starting off is what I need for you to do. Cause remember, if I go into an organization as a leader, they usually brought me there for a couple of reasons. One, the person that, that I'm replacing, got promoted. So they, so they, so they left or the person that was there, they got demoted or they got basically fired. And so now they want me there. If that's the case, there was something wrong with what was being done. So whatever the situation is as a leader, I go ahead and evaluate that thing so I can figure out how we can go forward. But if you do not have confidence as a leader, if you're not competent leading, if you don't have competence, and you're not confident, you will not be able to lead very well. What you will end up doing is allowing that group in that organization to sort of control you. And that's one of the things I call fireship leadership, where this leader runs from one problem to the next problem. In, in previous uh, podcasts, we talk about it. If I, as a leader, keep solving the problems of my subordinates, am I developing them? No, I'm not. Am I developing myself as a leader? No, I'm not. That's why when you look at the principle of respect as a leader, you have to do all these things tremendously well. That's, that's when you're going to have confidence as a leader. You be, you have confidence because you know that you can do it. You'll be very, very confident. You'll be very confident as a leader because why, you know, you have confidence. You say, Hey, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Are you going to make mistakes? Absolutely. 
but more so than the mistakes is the corrective action behind it. I want you to, I want to, I want to read something to you real quick and then I'm going to be through because I'm over my time slot. But in order to be a confident leader, you must have confident confidence in your ability to make critical decisions as well as in act well with others and be knowledgeable in your area of expertise. Does that sound like something that perhaps that we've been covering that one, you have to be able to make critical decisions in a timely manner that says that I have to be, I have to have the ability to use courage and I should be able to use emotional intelligence and critical thinking. Then I should be able to interact well with others. What is that? That's emotional intelligence. My ability to, to interact with others, understanding myself, who I am, how I operate, and then looking at other people and managing that relationship. And then lastly, it says being knowledgeable in my area of expertise. Nobody's going to come to you if they know that you are not expert in your area. If you go to a car dealership and you want to buy a car, do you ever go to the guy who just is doing his first contract? Or do you go to the guy or the woman that has all those plaques on the wall, all those, I did, I'm the greatest salesman in the office plaques, right? Chances are you're going to the one that you believe there's an expertise that is a subject matter expert because you want, you want expert service. I don't know anybody that goes and say, I don't care about the service. You can treat me bad. You can fill out the paperwork wrong and we could do it a hundred times and I can spend here, sit here the next five hours. Cause I ain't got nothing better to do. And then at the end, you're going to railroad me on the car. I actually do purchase. No, nobody does that. So why would they do it in the leadership room? But today I would like for us to have confidence as a leader to be competent as a leader, to understand all the things that go into becoming that. Like for instance, like I said before, what's my ability to lead? What's my ability to train? What's my ability to develop? What's my ability to counsel? What's my ability to navigate? What's my ability to negotiate? All those things should be in your tool bag because I'm telling you at some time or not as a leader, you're going to use them. Don't show your subordinates that they have a higher leadership level than you. Constantly evaluate yourself. Find out whether or not you're not a cocky leader. You're a confident leader though. You're confident in what you're doing. You have confidence in what you're doing because you do know what you know and what you don't know, you go find out. That's my time. I thank you for listening. God bless and happy leading. Thank you for joining today's episode, the seven minutes of leadership podcast. If you desire to get in touch with me, you can do so by going to our website. That is leading the leaders, LLC.com. You can also find us on anchor Apple podcasts, as well as many other quality podcast platforms. Once again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.